1: It's Better Together with Maria Menunos and, um, well... Not Maria Menunos uh, It's not Maria Menunos, it's... Mr. Maria
2: Menounos! It's
1: Mr. Maria Menunos. We are in Los Angeles and, um, we're back! We're back! <laughs> I just, when you thought, what is it, like, I think it's Godfather 3, just when I thought I was getting out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> so, needless to say... Uh, I'm stepping back in for part two of our interview with Kelly Ellis. Kelly is an interior designer, but she's much more than that. Um, she's not only an expert in how to design, how to design on a dime, how to decorate on a dime, but then also she's deeply into the psychology behind decorating and then how that can af- grossly affect your moods and emotions. And she's even working right now for how to decorate if you are someone who suffers from trauma. And I think literally, um, we've never had so many trauma sufferers between, uh, what's going on in our country, um, the last few years. And then I, I, I know even children who, I don't know, between school shootings and nine eleven. And anyway, um, I feel like, uh, we are uh, all very easily triggered and we're all, um, scarred and affected and banged up. And, um, you know, if we can find a way for the places that we sleep, live, work, um, our, our residences, whether they're apartments, our uh, our parents' houses in our old bedrooms or basements or even our homes, um, I'm really excited to learn about how we can uh, decorate in a means um, that will relieve us of our trauma and our stress. So You and me both. Right? Yeah, and uh, and then also all the other good ways that we can um, get the most um, out of our uh, decorating and designing when we necessarily don't have the means, which I know many of us don't, and few few of us are going to have. And in part one of the interview, she touched on. Yeah, Kelly just touched on so many things. So if you're just tuning into the tuning into this, Maria did a part one, um, and we had. So much incredible, helpful information. I mean, Kelsey, even for you, who's not a homeowner, did you learn a lot in that first one? Oh,
2: I learned so much. I was inspired, too. I mean, I never, you never really think about how much impact your space has on you, especially like I'm just, I'm going, I'm sleeping there, I'm leaving, I'm going to work. But I mean, it's massive and there's little things, little tweaks that we can do. I mean, Kelly talked about plants and lighting and just little things that you can do with not that much money that will make a massive difference.
1: And even, she said, even fake plants will have a positive psychological effect. I believe it. So, yeah. So, so if you're just tuning into this, I urge you to uh, check out part one with Marie and Kelly. Um, But uh, without further ado, can we bring Kelly in?
2: Let's do it.
1: Let's do it.
2: Doing? Hello.
1: <laughs> Kelly, and by the way, Kelly, all the way from Spain, and and I guess even before we get into all the great things that we already teased at the top, Kel, can you, can you tell us like what made you leave America to go to Spain and how do you make that transition? And psychologically, what's the effect been on you? And because I think there's a lot of people who are now fantasizing about that dreaming of that like going to Europe and leaving
3: 100 percent. you know um it was a slow I mean it was slow like anything I I came here Barcelona six years ago uh, at the end of a cruise and my with my whole family and we all were supposed to only be here eight hours or something and we packed our bags from the cruise and we stayed three days because and we left the cruise we're like okay no we love this city. Like it was a collective, we need to spend time here. And I fell in love with the city then. Then fast forward, I came and stayed for about six weeks just to see if I really fell in love with the city because I always fantasized about living somewhere else. You know, the kids were in college and out of the house and it was like, okay, this is my turn. And I, it was, I, in fact, did fall in love. And then this opportunity to come to Europe, um, work on this platform that we talked about before called Renati, which is um, uh, helps antique dealers sell online. Um, they said to me, "Look, we need to open up a European branch of our company," and I couldn't throw my hands up in the. I mean, like I was packing the bags while she was
1: explaining. And Kelly, at this time, were you single or in a relationship? Just
3: newly single and newly single, so mm-hmm. it literally the stars aligned. I mean, everything was perfect for me to just go, like take the dogs, take my bags. I literally showed up with three large suitcases, two French bulldogs. My daughter helped me move. And I was here. Here I am.
1: And that's it. Yeah. And, and I mean, cause again, I think a lot of, there's a lot of single people out there that are feeling they need a reset right now. And I mean, any regrets?
3: No. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? No, I love it so much. Um, obviously there's that whole visa process and I already knew the process. In fact, my daughter um had gone to school here for a summer semester she also fell in love and stayed so i already had one daughter here who had gone through the visa process so i knew that process and um and and i knew you know who to follow and how to how to do the steps and and so i did it and i was like i'm coming i'm do. i'm gonna be there too i I love it so much and i no regrets zero and i love the
1: fact that you only brought three suitcases because i think the average person would think how do i move my entire life over to europe
3: I know. You know. Um, I Obviously, I have things in storage that I really love. I had I had a large home, and you know everything that I, I kind of pared down and saved some of the antiques and pieces, you know, that I heirlooms that I love, and really edited. I mean, really edited. And so I have things that I want to bring over, and I want to buy something. I want to buy something larger that I can host you and Maria and family and friends to come and stay. I want. I'm fantasizing about some. They call them masias. So I want my Messiah, you know, with a table for 20 and that kind of thing. So,
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, but, but in the meantime, I am enjoying myself. I really am. So I can speak to renting because I myself am renting. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can talk all day long about how to make something that you've rented your own for sure.
1: And, and, and this, would you, the move, would you recommend that to other people?
3: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um moving overseas
1: you know, or moving, you know, just make, picking up and making a change.
3: hundred percent. I turned 50 about, you don't look uh, what, it. <laughs> Wow. I turned fifty one last uh, yesterday. You look literally happy 30. birthday, God! Oh another July gosh. birthday. I'm yeah. surrounded. Cancer babies. Yes, yes. cancer babies. Uh, thank you, dear. Um, yeah, I, but I turned fifty when I was here, and I was like, this is not. It's not even a new chapter, Kevin. This was a new volume. Like this was my time. You know, I had my kids. I was married at twenty three. Had my kids at twenty four and twenty five. They're now twenty five and twenty six, and they're they're have their own businesses. And one's married and. One's traveling the world and she's here with me. And I was like, okay, this is my time. Yeah. This is it. All the stars aligned for me to do me. And I, it was, I, I joke. I was like, this is my eat, pray, love. Yeah. <laughs> this, is my, this is my eat, pray, love for me to go and just explore and learn another language and learn new, you know, food and cooking and
0: It's time to make your life a little easier and to help you out. I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. Yes,
3: do it. Everybody who's thinking about it, who has the, the, the means um, and the, and, the, and the, it takes a lot of strength, I guess, to do it. You know, but I think you, it's you more know?
1: strength because I just want to caution everyone when when you say means, it's not like you were disgustingly rich. I mean, you you know no. what I mean? Yeah. No,
3: no, 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 no. And besides that, when you when you do live here, it is way less expensive. I now live in a metropolitan city. I left a really nice car, and I don't have a car. I have a bicycle, and I'm so happy. I can't even tell you. I love it. Like my life is so different, so different. Yeah, I'm incredibly different. You know, and I mean, I was the Orange County kid with all of the trappings, you know, and horses in the backyard and the Porsche and the, you know, I, I had things. And I literally was like, okay, no, I'm done. And I'm, I'm renting two blocks from the beach, and I have a bicycle, and then I have the metro, and I live in a city in Europe, and
1: on the med. And knowing you now, almost close <laughs> to a decade, Kelly, you seem yeah. so much lighter. Yes. Your spirit, yeah. you see, and you look younger. I mean, it really agreed with you. So I, I really think there's, uh, there's some takeaway there for people who are in oh. that same situation who, you know, whether you have children or your children are grown up, you know, uh, you know, or you don't. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I think there's something super appealing about that. And, uh,
3: I, I love sharing it. And I'm, I mean, I would, I would tell people even the steps, like I followed someone's blog on how to get my visa. Like, oh. I, I could tell you exactly how to the frugal vagabond, a guy who wrote every step on how to get his visa. I followed him. The frugal, I,
1: the frugal vagabond, vagabond.
3: What? the frugal vagabond. And he wrote a blog on how he got his Spanish visa. He moved his whole family here. There's a lot of they call them expats, right? So if you're from the States and you live somewhere in Europe, you're an expat or anyone from any other country is an expat. And there's a lot of people that have done it and um, a lot of like minds where you can say, like, all right, this is, it's not just me. There's a lot of people here who are willing to just experience something different. Sometimes they have families, partners that want to do it with them, kids. Um, It wasn't, it's not expensive to live here, um, not at all, like,
0: at all. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Um, is so it safe?
1: Fine. Safe to Kelly? safer? Oh,
0: yes.
3: Yes. Yes. I don't worry. But there, if you had a gun here, people don't have guns here. There's no guns. People don't walk around. There's no people walking around with guns. Damn. And
1: There's how gun. is the language and culture barriers been, I mean, for you? <laughs> is-
3: uh, well uh entiendo mucho okay yes but para so i have a boyfriend here
1: okay great uh, and
3: we speak english unfortunately but for the most part being from southern california i understand a lot of spanish
1: did, can i ask kelly did you meet someone there
2: i did
3: i love yeah. that
1: oh my goodness yeah. i love your story
2: yeah I did. You? kevin and i come visit
1: yeah we, yes. <laughs> we
2: i love Barcelona oh it's the best place. Oh, yes. I
1: love it. I well, love it. We, Kate Walsh had moved, we had her on the show. She moved to Australia and the same thing is having a fairy tale life. Now, of course that's someone with means and her fame is worldwide, but I just love hearing it from other people because I know I'm some other people I know.
3: Person, a yeah. regular person. And people can reach out to me. I have friends that follow me on Instagram that go, Oh my God, I love your story. I take pictures of the buildings and the architecture and things that inspire me. Um, for some of you who know me, I have an, an art line, so I do art pieces for, um, big companies like Z Gallery and stuff. And so I am inspired by so much, you know, like it's not, it's just different, you know, when you take yourself out of your normal, your normal routine, like I said, I'm an Orange County girl through and through, and then to just transplant myself into a place that is just so exciting, just going to the store, I see incredible buildings and details that I didn't see the last time. And I, I just love it. I love it.
1: I, and I'll say as your friend and someone who knows you, I'll, I'll say it again. Yeah. The difference from you 10 years ago to now, you are just lighter and brighter and, and, and so much more open. I just, yeah, everything <laughs> that probably was blocked here because of what it's like here and by the way it's no knock on united states it's just that we you know it's fast here it's it's high paced and uh and for the 20th century that was great but maybe we're learning eh, maybe that's not the way or for some of us and uh i i love it okay so we will definitely people can go and reach out to kelly for questions about um that kind of move and journey which i didn't even expect in our interview but it, it hit me in just knowing you but moving on to the uh Moving on to the trauma, um, the trauma-based uh, work that you're doing in terms of decorating. Um, I guess, maybe tell me some of the things you've learned, Cal, um, that you can share with us. And then let's get into some practical things yeah. that we can do in our decorations to heal.
3: A hundred percent. So just a little little short background. It began when I did work for uh, a charity we mentioned before called Miracles for Kids and, I, and they asked me to rehabilitate this apartment complex for families who found themselves with a child with a, a life-threatening illness. And so inevitably, one parent would lose a job, so they would either be homeless or we would find them living in garages. I mean, we found families in terrible situations. And so I got the absolute honor of designing each of these individual apartments for these families and learning to deal with the parents and what they needed. The ill, the critically ill children, and what they needed, and then the other siblings in the house mm. and what they needed, and how to make them feel safe and comfortable, and um, and able to to grow and heal as much as possible given the circumstances. So that was the beginning of this. Then, along with that, was the design psychology, and I the two now have married. Mm. So fast forward, I have a really good friend who um, is the CEO of the Hecht Trauma Institute, and she reached out to me. I don't know, six months ago. And we did a little, um, you know, a little chat about the design psych and trauma. And that's when the light bulb went off. And we decided to do this program about trauma-informed design. Because I know with working with patients and people who have dealt with trauma, and that's pretty much everybody. I mean, let's, you know, trauma is a response to a distressing time in our lives. Well, okay. You know, I mean, everybody's had a distressing time in their lives and we've all experienced it at least one time in the last year for various reasons. Right.
4: Yep.
3: And so um, it really has shone a light on the need for soothing colors, for appropriate spaces, for um, depending on the trauma, of course, for knowing your means of egress and um, ingress into a room. Some people are very particular about the flow of a space and whether or not they feel safe. They feel safe when they know they can leave and escape quickly. Okay. So we need to deal with that kind of design. Um, we need to make sure that there are no um, impediments to your vision from one space to the other side of the room, to the other side of the room. So are there a lot of pendant lights? Are there things causing obstacles? That, that
1: will happen? heighten trauma? Yes. You're saying? Yeah. Or,
3: yes, because they okay. feel like they're being closed in okay. and that they can't escape. Right. Yeah. So depending on the types of trauma, as you can imagine, Mm -hmm. then we need to create those um, spaces. And and it could be an an apartment they live in. It could be a studio apartment. It could be a corner of their home that they're sharing with, uh, you know, their families or husbands or children. Um, And it could be all types of abuse. It could be death of loved ones. As we know, it could be um, experience the stress of all of the illness that the world has experienced. I mean, all of those things or multiple things at once, That have caused this kind of trauma. And so it's it's really important that you feel safe in your home, right? Because well, I think Kelsey was saying, you know, you you take it, you take advantage, you think, I'm just gonna sleep there. (laughs) I'm just gonna put my stuff there, I'm just gonna sleep there. But when you realize how many hours that you actually do spend in your spaces and what you're asking those four walls to do for you is incredible because I, I I actually ask people to picture, imagine. Just imagine, like a garage space that is terrible. It's cluttered. It's got a million boxes. Imagine walking into a dark garage with a million boxes, dusty, disorganized, terrible. Now, I would want you to imagine putting your your single bed right in the middle of that. And I would like to tell me how you're going to sleep, how well you're going to feel, how uh, how organized you're going to feel, how collected how ready for the next day, ready for your job, ready for your life, ready for your everything. How are you going to feel in a space like that? Okay. So that's the extreme to one side. Now imagine a beautiful, bright room, soothing colors, relaxing textile type fabrics, um, soft, comfortable seating, um, soft blankets, nice candles. Scent is a big thing. Um, um, our our ambient light versus task, task lighting is a big thing. Imagine how you feel in that space with the greenery around you and a beautiful view of water and or greenery. Um, That's the, I mean, we can feel it. You can physically feel Mm -hmm. the difference in your gut, right? Your entire nerve system. You can change, you can feel the change in you. You breathe better. You're like, you can take a deep breath when you picture how you would feel in each of those spaces. So that's what it is. I mean, that is designing for, preparing your mind to heal.
1: I love it. And um do you find that when one of my big things I feel weighs people down is clutter yes. um, and they don't realize it. They yes. they're they're depressed or they're upset at their bosses or their you know their parents and they don't understand that the environment that they're in is so cluttered that it it's dragging them down. In my opinion, but is yeah. scientifically, my correct uh, at that? Yes,
3: you are. Yeah. And it's funny because, well, it's not funny, but you are 100% correct. And one of the things that um, this, the therapist that I am working with to create this program is I, I tell them this is what I do. Like I get up and make my bed. I make my bed because I want to return to a, a comfortable space. I make sure there's no dishes in the sink because when I get home, I don't want to see the clutter. So the last thing you want to do when you walk into a space that you're supposed to feel... All
0: right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused... Kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them.
3: Profitable in is actually have a mental list of things to do that don't feel good. Right. So when you leave things around and you create a a mental list of stuff that needs to be done, like, Oh, I need to clean that. I got to do the laundry. I didn't do Mm. the dishes. The light doesn't work. This doesn't work. You know, and you walk, you don't even want to be in that space, but that's your home. Okay. So now you have to sit in the middle of all of that and try to relax, feel organized, um, not be stressed prepare for the next day, maybe feed and, and entertain your family or children, try to be a good spouse or partner, like all of these things. But you are you are surrounded by things that are incrementally making you feel terrible. So it is really important. Um, one of the exercises that I say is do this. Pretend company is coming over. What's the first thing you do?
1: You clean up, you organize, right? Yeah, you put things away. I think, yeah. You...
3: Do that for yourself. Right. Why do we do it for other people? Why am I running around fluffing the pillows, creating the throws, putting on the candles, getting rid of the clutter? Do do it for yourself. You're the most important person that's going to walk through that door.
1: And if you add up the amount of time it takes to do that, really, it's probably under 10 minutes.
3: (laughs) I think. Honestly, picture the phone call. Ring, ring. Hey, we're out. We're going to be 10 minutes away. We're bringing a bottle of wine. The first thing you do is, oh, shit. (laughs) right, right? Yep. and you get you get trash can you start gathering things da, 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 da. you could get it done in 20 minutes truly mm-hmm. and go like why don't you do that for
1: yourself right and if you do, and you, do you do it for yourself on a daily basis then it becomes a maintenance cleaning so it's not really it's nothing
3: nothing it's nothing and it's it a habit
1: and this does make you feel better
3: of course we already know how it feels when you walk into a space that you love right and that's why people love to go on vacation because they walk in and they go, oh, this is so nice, right? Because yeah. it's clean and it's, it's organized and it's different and it's got an airy feel to it. And that's the number one request is when people want a designer, they're like, I want it to feel like that place we went to, honey, on our you know vacation three years ago. And the reason is because it doesn't have the vibe that your current place does. And then how do we make it feel relaxing, transformative, healing you know what do we need to do to get that vibe back into your own personal space
1: um can we talk about some colors so for when we talk about traumas what are some of the colors that we can paint our walls
3: um one of the most healing colors and it's not an it's not an accident that many spas will have the color of sage green so we talked in part one a little bit of biophilic design Mm -hmm. and that is bringing the outside in bringing the um green spaces into your own home or the vision of green spaces. So if you have a window that overlooks some green space or water, also helpful, then it has the same healing properties. So we know that if you have the ability to paint a wall or go with um, colors, like in throw pillows or chairs or fabrics or anything that you can surround yourself with, it's a green. And that's mm-hmm. because it mimics nature. So, um, mossy colors, the color of olive trees, which are my favorite, um, anything that kind of is the neutrals, right? So, um, we, people love gray, some people love gray, some people love beiges, some people love whites as neutrals, but if you're going to pick a color, you want to go with the greens. Mm.
4: Um,
3: the other colors, like the oranges and the reds, the warmer tones, um, they're energizing. So they're not your soothing. They're not your, your healing colors um we already know this yellow can be because it mimics sun and the warmth of a sun so a lot of people love to put yellow in a kitchen um those bright spaces yeah
1: yeah and so let's let's uh, backing up though for getting maybe away from the trauma people oranges and reds would that be good in a a workspace if it was you know when you said it brings you energy where would you say that's good
3: it's not, it, it's not, it's, it's good in the place where you want people in and out. So oh, um, like restaurants, then, right? Fast food restaurants. Yeah. yeah. Like, and the, no pun intended, but in and out is red. Yes. Right? And, so and, ori- and the original Fout.
1: McDonald's was red and yellow. In fact, I think it was because they were neck and neck with in and out back in the fifties or whenever well, it started. There's yeah.
3: that, But it also makes people not want to stay. Mm. So you don't paint your dining room red and orange because it's too much of an energy color. And you also don't want to do green because it makes the food look odd. So um, there's mm-hmm. all these things. People don't like to eat food that doesn't is not a natural color. But if you want it for a workspace, the most productive color for a workspace is any kind of teal, any kind of teal green. Really? Space. Yep. Most productive and most creative in teal colored spaces, and that could be anything on the spectrum. But again, it's. Um, it's uh, an offshoot of the greens, right? Yeah. A little bit of blue, which is um, gender, gender neutral, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it is blue is like, and you've got, look at you, you've got your blues and your greens. Yes. And, I mean, you guys are like perfect. Oh,
4: thank <laughs> you. I'm
3: looking at you with the set and I'm looking at everything, right? I've got all, I've got the greens, I've got the plants. I know the significance of the lemons. You've got the logo, like it's all perfect. And that's because people can look at it and we're comfortable. If any of that was... Reds and oranges and yellows, we'd
1: be up. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So then when we talk about um, lighting for the room, for the trauma room, and I know in part one we talked about cool temperature bulbs versus warm temperature bulbs or daylight white versus the yellow orange, what would you recommend for the trauma person who's experiencing a lot of trauma?
3: soft lighting and the, the warmer tones, So more of the yellow bulbs and the full spectrum lighting. So full spectrum lighting for people who don't know, you can see, um, on the box, it'll have a rainbow Mm
4: -hmm. and that's
3: because it is mimicking daylight. And we, we know that, um, that through science that, you know, our body absorbs light differently and that we, we create vitamin D when we get in the sun, you know, Mm -hmm. right. Sometimes it's, it's actually part of a therapeutic, um, prescription, to go and get some sunlight, some natural sunlight, because it's actually good for us. It's good for our bodies. Helps create vitamin D, helps with your moods, serotonin levels, all of those things. So if you can mimic those in your light bulbs, the full spectrum lighting is the best. It tends to be um, a little, it can be bright, but it will lean towards warmer rather than the cool, cool, cool. Um, You talked a little bit about halogen lighting and how, (sighs) yeah, not good, right? And even LED lights, you now can get warm. So at first, LED lights were all very, very bright, white, right? Daylight. And very, very cool. Yep. Yellow. I mean, like blue. They were like bluish. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't get anything nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now they, now they have them, to where they're a little bit warmer. It's great. And they're money saving and they're not hot, which is key. So, um, yes, you want the softer lights. And you also want to create um, a difference between the task lighting and mood lighting. Very, very different. Yeah. So let's explain that yes i will so if you're trying to create um say even just a corner of a room you know where a mom needs a respite from the kids and and the husband and the family and all of her duties and she like just needs a corner a soft corner so you're going to go and try to find things that are soft tactily right supportive in um that you have a nice it's almost like a hug right so a lot of us like to have a piece of furniture we can feel we can feel on our backs right um and something that we can kind of curl up in that would be, that's the most ultimate kind of hugging furniture. And the reason we like that is for obvious reasons. I mean, this is this is going down to being a baby or being a child and being cuddled and swaddled. Mm-hmm. You don't notice somebody getting all curled up on a wood chair, right? Yes. <laughs> like it, it doesn't happen. And that's because we like to have the the softness and the warmth of something that we can cuddle up in. Something that feels safe. When your back is protected, you feel safe. It's a safety thing. It's almost like your dogs, you know. And, uh, the thunder vests, right, that yep. you put a nice, tightly wrapped little sweater on your animal to calm them down during, you mm-hmm. know, fireworks or thunder and lightning. We have a similar response. So we like things that encompass and surround us. That's why people like to put maybe a blanket over them. So do you you, do
1: you like the weighted blankets, too?
3: I do. Yeah, yeah. It's um, obviously when it's hot, it's hard to do that. But, right. um, but during, if you can do it, it does have the same therapeutic effect. Yes, they're fantastic. Um, So something similar. And then you you can imagine in that same space, you would want to have a light, a light, maybe a table lamp, something that is on your level that you can control the lighting. So it's not directly in your eyes and it cannot be blue, not bright white, but super warm, super yellow light. Mm -hmm. And that creates a definite softening tone. I always suggest dimmers. If you can put dimmers on everything, spend a little bit of money and change your switches out to dimmer dimming switches. It is life-changing. And side
1: note, because I know sometimes hiring an electrician can be scary, but I will say if you go to Home Depot and you pick up the dimmers yourself, I always try to like, I hate to say this, I paint my contractors into a corner. So I take so much (laughs) off their plate where I'm like, I literally just need you to hook this dimmer up to this switch, which is changing two wires. And Mm -hmm. if you look online, Um, there's plenty of places that will tell you exactly what that will cost and you can find someone who can do it, you know, at very reason.
0: I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria. My mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz-free, up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. T H E O U A I dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way. T H E O U A I dot com. Promo code heal Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. But
1: right, great, but I agree. I have I've switched over to many, many dimmers for that reason. Um It's
0: huge. Yeah.
1: Okay. So can we because we talked a little bit about part one, about how many people post pandemic have changed their sense of decorating because homes now are much more than just a place to crash at. They are everything They're They've become schools. They've become gyms. They've become offices. They've become our full sanctuaries. And I feel like um, much like depression survivors from back in the day who came out of the depression, never quite the same. They always were putting canned food in their basement. I feel like we're going to come out of this and never quite be the same. And I feel like we're always going to kind of see our houses differently now. And you were talking about how it's affected you in terms of decorating. Um, can we talk about um, how to make the best home office?
3: Oh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's so funny because people think that they need to have, I mean, obviously a dedicated space would be great. That's an obvious right? dedicated having room
1: a, or space.
3: Yeah, room. Yeah, I mean having a dedicated room where you can close the door. Obvious. Mm-hmm. But I have a lofty space up here on my on my uh, third level here. Um, so I've created this. This is supposed to be kind of a bedroom, but I've made it an office. So it's but it's it's not. I can't close the door. There's still noise. There's still things, but you need to find a dedicated space that you can feel has a uh, (laughs) more than ever with Zooming, this is a great, great example, that has a a backdrop that is going to um, help you with your business, right? So we know we've got those um, virtual backdrops now that are pretty nice that, you know, you can kind of hide yourself and you don't really need to be in that space or some of them you can blur. So you only, you don't see behind you, you don't see the family members running around, but it is so key to being able to carve out one space For you to be able to get your work done so you can feel productive, because I know uh, during all of this feeling uh, productive, feeling uh, useful, feeling like something outside of just being at home. So many people had so much value in being able to leave the house, do their work, um, you know, be a provider in a certain way be a breadwinner in a certain way, be able to escape the family, you know, not that we don't love them, but being able to escape them. And then when we didn't have that anymore, it was a a, a real smack in the face to a lot of people, like really difficult. You and I and other people were used to working at home. Mm -hmm. um, So it wasn't, it wasn't massive, right? Because we did this anyway. This is a lot of what we did no matter what. But for some people, it was truly traumatic. Relationships fell apart. Some people didn't make it through these these situations being at, under the same roof for that long. And we now know that it is so important to be able to carve out your own space within the home. Now, so now when we're going in and designing, that is the number one thing that people are looking for is where's my space? It used to be the joke. The man cave was a joke before. Yeah, Like, where's my space, babe? And now... Everybody wants their own space. The kids want their own space. The the wives want their own space. The man cave is real. And everybody wants you to have a man cave now. Like, please find a place to be. Um, So designing has become very, very different. And if you don't have the ability to have separate rooms, then you have to have the ability to zone out, put on the headphones, carve out your space, set up a separate little desk in the corner of a room, be able to create. I mean, even if it's down to a room separator, just next to your next to your desk, putting a desk and a room separator and your own light. So,
1: room separator your, is that is that a divider you would buy on Amazon?
3: Yeah, one hundred percent, a room divider that you know can be decorative. It can look great. It can hide all of the office crap in the corner of a living room if you if you don't have a built-in you know desk type scenario. Um, if you just want to. Share the dining table, and you want to be able to create a scenario or a setting that looks like an office. I love them. People don't. People underestimate the value of them. But yeah, the, the yeah they were big.
1: The twenties and the thirties, you would see them, and sometimes they had palm trees on them, and yeah. And now, and now it yeah. makes sense for what you're saying.
3: Exactly, and they they were they were used for dressing. So initially that um, there were no like closet spaces or separate spaces. And so it was privacy screens. Right. And they were mm-hmm. used for dressing. They were dressing screens and they were beautiful chinoiserie or fabric covered or painted or hand painted or, you know, whatever to match the room and the decor. And then we kind of got away from that because everybody's like, no, open, open, open. You know, we like great rooms. We like everything big. Well, that was before we had to all be in the same room <laughs> doing, doing different tasks. And pretending that we are in different places and, and not needing our privacy. Now, to your point, our lives have changed a bit and we do need to create some focal points. So I'm starting to see the return of those room separators and those room dividers. For this reason.
1: And then, you know, for a, if I you have a desk in a room, where's the best place? best place to put the desk?
3: Opposite natural light. So where I am right now, I haven't even had on a fake light. I haven't used a light this Mm. entire time, right? And I am nine o'clock at night. (laughs) But, um, you know, as we go, I'll probably end up putting on my lights and all that stuff. But um, be opposite a window, right? So that you have some of that natural light on you. Because a lot of what we're doing right now, if it's Zoom meetings or if you're talking or conferencing or you want to be able to see the outdoors, it -hmm. it has (laughs) double service, right? I can see all my beautiful plants. And I have an the natural light on me. So if you can, that's what you want to do. You want to rearrange furniture, get creative. One of the best things to do if you forget, you know, how great the spaces that you rented or that you bought is to remove all the furniture out of the room, start over. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds like a crazy thing, but it's a fun weekend. I promise. It's fun. Yeah. Because what we forget is once you tour a house, you're like, Oh, the space is so great. And then you start throwing a bunch of crap in it. Five years later, you're like, Oh, Wow. I hate this space. This is terrible. It's not functioning for us. All right. So here's a task for you. Empty it out. Start over. I want you to take every single thing out of the room. I want you to tell me what you like about the room, the window. I love the fireplace. I love the tile in that corner. Great. Now we're going to rearrange the room to make it work for you today. Not the way that you've arranged the furniture And
1: we we just experienced this with a room. We took out everything that was in there and it was just a forgotten room. And now it's become our favorite room because we didn't know, you know, for what you're saying, we didn't know. We had like, you know, we had furniture in there and cabinets and whatever. But once I got everything out, it's like, Hey, wait a second. And now you're right. And I think people don't want to, it's like we said before about that 20 minutes to like, clean up. And eventually that becomes 10 minutes of cleaning up before you leave your house every day. I think people, you know, aren't willing to give up that weekend. Whereas I'm always always like, you're going to have 52 a year. You're fine. You know, but you give up (laughs) that weekend. And I'm telling you, you feel like you're 10 feet tall when you're done. I think
3: too, um, before it would have been a really hard sell. Like I had difficulty. This is one of my exercises in my book, right? So There's this, and then there's the appreciation exercise, which we'll talk about in a second. But I think before this last year, it, would have, it's, it was a much harder sell to get anybody to do anything like this for a weekend task. Like, are you kidding me? But now, when people are really looking at their spaces in their homes to do so, so, so much more, they understand the value of this. Like, okay, we need to create an office space where are we going to do it. Okay, let's, let's start over and look at what really needs to happen in the room. The number one question is function. As, as a designer, I'm going to ask you, "What 19 things need to happen in this room?"
1: Oof. That's the
3: first question, right? What? Tell me, give me the list, and then I know what's priority based on how you how you rattle it off. And if it's oh, okay, we got to work in here. Good. All right, we're going to make priority for your workspace. What does that look like? Is it both of you at the same time? Or one of you? Is it depending on who lives in the house? Right? Those are the questions. What needs to happen? The appreciation exercise is to stand in the middle of a room, like the room, picture the one you just told me about, right? Mm -hmm. Stand in the middle of the room, face one corner, that is now your, your starting point. And you're going to go clockwise all the way around the room. You're going to look at every single item in the room and you're going to attach, love it, hate it, or eh, to every single item. So say you start in one corner, you look at the chair, love it. The clock, meh, light, hate it. And you keep going all the way around the room, turn all the way around the room. If you have more things in that room that you hate, you'll never use that space. You will not use that space. That is not a room that you even like.
1: Mm. And
3: this is all in in a second. This is subconscious. Or,
1: Or, you know, you use the room, but then you don't know why you're in such a bad mood, why you're miserable.
3: Hate it hate the room. And so really look at like being very particular about what's in your space and what you are looking at on the walls every day, what you're surrounded with. Because sometimes like before all of this, you would inherit a piece of furniture. Somebody gave you something, you bought something really quick on a whim. You went, you know, whatever it is. And now you've got a bunch of stuff around you that is not serving you anymore. You don't like it really.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, it's just there because it was given to you and you feel an obligation <sighs> to have it there.
0: and you don't realize it
3: until you clear the space
2: out.
1: How Kelly, that this is a big one. How and I know cuz Kelsey's having this problem with she's got overflowing stuff, uh, clothes and things and
2: so much crap. She
1: has so much. No, <laughs> no, but horrible. it's really hard for people my thing is when in doubt, throw it out. <laughs> I, I can be ruthless, but I have my issues too, because I feel I get guilty. I'm like, this is so wasteful. Why did I spend the money on this years ago? I'm probably going to need it later. I, I go through it. I'm pretty good, but I know most people that I try to help, they are just stuck. So how do you, yeah. How do you help them let go of this stuff?
3: Well, I have, I have a rule. Look, if you haven't needed it, worn it, thought about it, in a year, get rid of it because you've already replaced it. You've already replaced it. You've already bought something else in this place. So you haven't looked at it, needed it, wanted it in a year. It's time to part with it. And I really think there's so much value, especially, you know, we touched on the idea of recycling and reusing and giving away. And it's just important to know that these things have another life for other people.
1: Mm.
3: I have to share something here um, that was so, yeah. Go ahead.
1: No share, I want to hear.
3: Oh, yeah. So in so here in Barcelona, um every neighborhood, every little like barrio, see, um has a, a day where they put out on the street things that they don't need or want anymore. Books, tables, chairs, artwork. This piece right here was on the street. This oh my lady. goodness.
1: Wow. Yeah. And what is that piece for our audio listeners?
3: This is just a, um, a really cool um, painting of a woman's face um, and it's framed in a gold frame um, and it was literally just put on the street. It,
1: including okay. the frame.
3: Yes. Damn. Just like this. Oh my gosh. It, but it's it's not trash. It's just, it's sharing. So every community, every barrio has a day where they will do that, where people can go and they can, ju- they just share. Like if you need Books. Here's some books. If you need some beautiful chairs, I don't need them anymore. Here's the chairs. And people, it's 100% acceptable to just go and use it. Hang And chandeliers, marble fireplace surrounds. I've seen a piano. I've seen stuff. I was blown away. Mm -hmm. Mind blown. Mind blown at the way people... Uh, share here and and um, help each other and just it's a sense of community that I've never seen before ever ever ever. so
1: at least in the states though we have our goodwills our salvation armies we have our places
3: yes yes and it's that same similar feeling so we there's something to there's something um I say we being an American something the states like there's something to if you if you use those things or if you took those things that you're somewhat you're just less than right like it's like you're not you're not good enough if you took that chair if you took the thing and it doesn't it doesn't have that um that terrible connotation here so I've, I've looked at things very very differently um but we in the states need to realize that when we do give away these things and we pass them on to the next life and we allow someone else to make it a part of their story whatever whatever those things are that you're parting clothing furniture pieces whatever you know if you decide to do a yard sale or you decide to give it away just just know it has value but it's not over you didn't really waste um the money um you used it you got great joy out of it you you enjoyed it your family enjoyed it now it's time for someone else to enjoy it gotcha. and that that Perhaps. thought process is what makes it different i
1: think that's a really um big deal and later i do want to talk to you about um how we can go to thrift stores and get cool stuff as we decorate. Um, Tell me about what you've done with now home workout areas and gyms, yeah. because I know this yeah. is a big deal right now for you.
3: Huge deal. Um, it's so fun to watch uh, what people are doing. Of course, we're all on Instagram and see what what friends are doing. And It's become so acceptable to literally have a home gym in your living room. Whereas before it was like, don't you have a gym membership? You know, why would you work at a home? That's so what, you know, why would you do that? And now, of course, everybody's like got weights underneath the, in the ottoman. And, you know, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. Like people are getting very, very clever. Honestly, every piece of furniture should have like three functions. As far as I'm concerned right now, if you have an ottoman, it should be storage ottoman. If you have uh, you know, a nightstand, it should have drawers or whatever, a side table should have something in it. Like everything should have two at least two functions. Ugh. Because You know, otherwise you've got 9,000 pieces of furniture and stuff, stuff in corners.
1: And a man, can I tell you that I am the storage Ottoman king? I am under bed. I I will take wrapping paper, plastic tubs that will fit under a bed. I slide them under as little drawers. I mean, I'm and Maria gets really mad because I'm like with an Ottoman. I'm like, wait, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't this flip up and there be something in there where I could put a blanket or, you know,
3: I think everything should have... I, I call it Barbie furniture. What do you call Kelsey, it? Oh, you broke up one. Barbie furniture. No, Barbie oh. furniture. Like, <laughs> like Kelsey, if you remember when I, Barbie had like the the dream home or the town car and like he, everything had six functions. Heck yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> heck yeah. It was brilliant. It was. It was so good. It was so good. Um, and even some of the designers, you know, like at um, Ikea even, you know, some of the designers are super, super great about making things have multiple functions. You know, you can fold it and do this and this and this and t- you know, transformative furniture is really, I think, important because we don't have the luxury, I don't think, anymore of having just big pieces that don't do a lot sitting around. I think, yes. you know, even even with antiques, you know, you have the beautiful armoire, but it's also storage and it's a desk and it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where you can put 10, 10 games and the kids' stuff and the whatever. But, you know, everything has to have a separate function. It's not just there, in my opinion
1: and like and for colors for working out i never even thought of that
3: energy 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 i mean if you're doing it in your living room obviously you're not going to um you're not right a wall red because you're like i need to look at an energy wall but if we have a
1: basement let's say that we're going to turn into a gym what would you say for colors
3: um i for me i like to keep things really really clean if it's a basement it's going to be probably dark so i would keep the the walls and everything bright But if you can put like your mats, your towels, um, things around you that have bright energy colors—yellow, oranges, reds—do that.
1: Yellow. Wow. Okay.
3: Yeah. yeah, Yep. Because those keep you moving. You want energy. Yep. You want energy.
1: Cool. And um and I for me there's great mirrors at Home Depot you can hang for your workout area as well, right?
3: Exactly. Um. Oh, I love it. Um. I'm going to put on some light here because I'm I'm getting darker and darker.
1: Yeah, it's late there, right? No,
3: it's it's uh, nine fifteen. Not late for us? Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. hey, look at
2: that! Look yeah, at they go to the, dinner at like midnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's
1: gonna be the day when I leave. Oh, I'm going there. So, me too. Um, and and so l- let's even find um before we get into um, well, let's th- let's keep with spaces. Okay, let's talk about um closets on a dime for adults.
3: Yes. Um, You know, it's funny on a dime. Okay. So we're not hiring anybody to come to you. Okay.
1: No, Um, we don't have Kelly. We don't have, you know, the big closet companies. It's just us.
3: Right. Number one thing is to take everything out.
1: Okay. I I say
3: that. I say that for so many, so many projects because you forget how large your space is. Right. And the biggest problem that most closets have in rentals or any other space um, that's, you know, over ten years old, is they'll have one single bar, yeah. one single bar to hang everything from.
1: Uh, yep.
3: Terrible
1: waste. Yes.
3: Wasted space because, yep. as you know, now that you've organized and done the closet thing, mm-hmm. that there is so much vertical space that's being unused. It like hurts your soul. <laughs> it yeah. really does. Yeah. So you can do the Home Depots and go to places that have incredible closet systems where you can hang an extra bar and work with double vertical space, right? Double mm-hmm. hanging space. You can add drawers at the bottom if you actually are better. You have to really take stock um, in how much clothing you need, right? So do the editing, really, really, really look at it. Haven't worn it, seen it, needed it in a year. Get rid of it because you've already replaced it, promise. You're not wearing those jeans again. Yeah. Get rid, you know, we all have sizes. <laughs> Here's my skinny side of the closet. Here's my not so skinny side of the closet. And you figure, oh my gosh, I just really want to wear these things again. Okay, maybe. Sometimes if they're super ultra couture, maybe. But even then I say go and sell them on a nice, you know, posh website and get rid of them. Because what it does is it puts pressure on you. So when you walk into a space or a closet where you have your clothes you can't wear anymore because you've gained weight, you're beating yourself up every time you walk into that space.
1: Oh yeah. Yes.
3: Literally. Yeah. Call giving yourself mental grief because you can't wear half the closet. Yeah. Please stop and be honest. When's the last time you could wear those things and you actually picked out those items? Right. Be honest. Right. And so when you wore that size, did you wear that stuff? Probably not.
1: Right. And, and, when, you replace- and when you get back in shape, you know, chances are, you know, styles will change or it just feels nice to reward yourself after the weight loss to go buy yourself the new wardrobe. And again, it's H and M, are target. You don't have to, So you don't have to go
3: crazy. You don't have to go crazy, but uh, just be really, really honest with yourself. And then what I said to Maria when you guys were doing your closet, it holds true for anybody: is you actually physically measure by foot how much how many feet you need of hanging space. What needs to be hung versus folded?
1: Yeah. So what? So where do you stand on that?
3: Well, I feel like some of the dresses and some of the things that have been either pressed or need special care hang them. Everything else, I am—I'm a in the drawer, cubby, foldy person because I know I'm going to look at it, pull it out, put it in, look at it, pull it out, put it in. And if you're not one of those people that likes to actually put something on a hanger in a proper way, half on the hanger, half off. Oh it's be, boy! It, right? Yes. If The closet's going to be a mess in five minutes. Be you again. Be honest with yourself. I. It's okay to say I actually can't hang things.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay.
3: But be honest, because otherwise, again, if you walk in and the space looks terrible, you don't want to be there. No. Now you're going to give, you've given yourself another mental task. I I can't organize anything. This looks terrible. I don't want to be here. I can't see my clothes. I, I don't wear anything, and you end up wearing the same six things that are in your laundry basket over and over and over again. The laundry basket is your biggest evidence of the clothes oh. you actually wear versus the stuff uh, that's
1: actually like, hanging hey, yeah. out. You know, what worked for me, Kelly, before we had this closet, because I had a DIY mine, is inside the closet, for the things I like to fold, um, I would like open shelving so I can physically see what I'm folding. So if I my jeans I would stack or my shorts I would stack um, or certain pants I would stack, I can see them and grab them and go. Sometimes when they're in a drawer, they're buried. Now I have to kind of go through the drawer to get to them, If that makes sense.
3: Like the small stuff, like I think workout stuff, the underwear, the bras, socks, the bathing suits, all that stuff is drawer worthy. Yes, Pajamas, that kind of thing where you're like, yep, I can throw it in. I know it's in here no matter what, right? Yep. That's your drawer stuff. To your point, the stuff that's cubby is the jeans and stuff that you don't have to worry about, that it don't need to be pressed. Mm-hmm. Um, necessarily but that you want to grab and you can see and then you can change those things out too by season right so yeah. i do that because i've got a limited space for my closet i only rolled up here with two. Seats.
1: Oh yeah because you know we're spoiled here in la but you're right it's seasonal so yeah so and you just kind of maybe store the winter clothes <laughs> under the bed maybe right or
3: yeah i switch them so i switch them i switched my summer for the winter put the winter ones away because yeah la you do get spoiled but for places that have seasons yeah um, and switch them out so that you're not trying to stuff in everything into one little space, yeah. right? It's, it's being, it's just being a little bit more organized in the beginning and then go buy yourself the cubby system, go buy yourself the, the cubbies that hang yeah. on that one dumb rack, add a second rack, you know, for hanging things. If you love to hang, if you only want to hang things, then add two more racks to that one dumb rack that comes. Yeah, right? yeah. So, but you have to really assess on how, what kind of closet person are you? And people don't really ask that question. They just go, this looks like Yeah, so
1: how do you answer that question?
3: Well, you know, if you can't hang anything for like worth a day, I had a, a male client who literally was such in a hurry all the time. He would literally either pull things straight off the hanger, leaving six other hangers with things half fallen off, or he would never put it back on the hanger properly. He just was not a hanger guy. And I was like, okay, I need to get this into your head. that You were <laughs> you not yeah. a hanger guy. Put your coats on the hangers the rest of the stuff we're going to put here we're going to fold up this we're going to do this and that was it that worked
1: and, so, and by yeah. the way probably the felt hangers right sometimes are better because the clothing doesn't slide off it spend a little yes. bit more money and right? they're
3: thinner. so if you don't have a lot of space the felt hangers tend to be oh, thinner yes not as so big as the wood ones mm-hmm. or something like that Or the, right? even the
1: big fat plastic ones you're right they take up more space
3: yeah terrible
1: and also i think feels better too when you have a uniformed alignment of the skinny felt ones but um yeah and i think um and if you go online to youtube there's so many youtube videos where people diy these and do incredible things so that really helped me and a lot of the stuff that you can buy at home depot like that second pole you guys it's not hard to install so don't think that this is any you know anything to do it's it's um it's pretty easy okay
3: sometimes it's, it hangs off the first pole i mean sometimes they're just really simple and they yeah. hang on the other pole and then you've got a second pole like you don't have to be a, a, a craftsman
1: you know what i did with one i i put in a um i think i put in some uh, a bureau inside the closet okay. and then i attached to the left and to the right bars so i could still hang things and then above i had the big giant rack so i mean i've done because cause i think like i think when we talk about the ottomans and the functional furnitures and the drawers what is nice i think is when you come into a room and you don't see all the clutter out it's all like you said the dumbbells they're in the ottoman the blankets in the ottoman or things are in your drawers or maybe even the dressers inside the closet so when you go in your room it's pretty sparse
3: right right and, and if that that is such a personal thing but again the only way to know how um, how you'll feel because that's what we want, right? We're going for a feeling. Well, that's the when
1: point. you walk into that hotel, now that you gave me that analogy, you're right. You go, ah, but that's how a hotel is. There's not things all cluttered around. You know, the if even if there's a desk, it's the phone. Maybe it's a blotter and a notepad. You know, maybe a menu book, and then everything else is very basic
3: well, and put away. You know, and not cluttered. Again, companies coming right
1: yeah
3: and what is that going to look like and if you do go into a hotel you have every piece of furniture there it's not that you have too much furniture it's that you've got too much stuff that isn't functioning right so sometimes i mean some people do have too much furniture but if you actually looked at it you're like wow i have a bed two tables i have a desk i have a, a lamp i have all of these things but then you've got all the all the other stuff it makes it feel terrible because that hotel room has all of those things too. Right. Exactly. And a television and a pendant light and another, and another side table light and, 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 and it doesn't feel cluttered. And to your point it's because everything has a place. So it depends on, on your space, but again, emptying out a room and starting over. Yeah. It, it, massive and i
1: love the but i do love the idea of storage functional furniture for storage so you put things away um and but and things that you can see and have accessible too you don't want to stuff the drawers so you can't see that that doesn't work either and there's drawer dividers too which are very helpful um would you say it's the same for closets for kids
3: oh yeah yeah yeah. especially and you're this, this is a training period too right so um, I know as a kid, uh, I didn't really learn the value of the closet. Like I was terrible for a really long time um, until until interior design or the way things looked became important to me. But if you teach your children how to be organized from a very young age and showing them, you know, to hang up their clothes and to fold their clothes and put things away and everything has its place, you're you've got a head start, right? You're creating a system that's gonna help you because I mean, I've I've gone through the teens with two <laughs> two yeah. girls, and and I don't know I don't know the jury's still out on whether or not they learned anything. But they being able to have enough space, and even if they're little tiny closets, most kids' closets are really small. So you've got the bins. You know, don't underestimate the the power of a bin for socks where kids can get their own things. Don't underestimate the power of baskets at the bottom for toys. Underestimate. Yeah, and I was gonna say, things. what do
1: we do with toys?
3: Oh my gosh, like. I, I used to go crazy when I would walk into a client's house and there's toys in the living room in the adult spaces. Like, I see it all the time. And it, it, I know adults need to have their own space, though. This is not romper room dating myself. Like, this is not, you know, place. I'll date it
1: even further. Miss Jean. Okay. She was my romper room teacher. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I see Kevin. I see Kelly uh-huh. for my magic mirror. Okay. Continue, please. Yeah. Sorry.
3: so you this you need to have your own space and i mean to be tripping over children's toys and all of these things it doesn't it does the clutter doesn't feel good i love a lego i even play with legos to this day i have my own set right it's Mm -hmm. so fun but everything needs to have a place so that you don't feel overwhelmed it's just clutter so toys can be clutter um yeah they're fun i totally get it um, but if you don't start developing that habit of being able to put things away and respecting each other's space as far as the function of things, it's just like if you work at home right now on your dining room table, are you going to have everybody eating off of their laps at dinner time? Or are you going to move your stuff and respect the time that it's dinner yeah. and it's time for the family to, to sit around? Well, you're going to do that. Same with playtime with the kids. So you play with the kids and then you put everything away. I love baskets. Decorative baskets, to your point, you can go to Target, you can go to TJ Maxx, you don't have to spend a lot of money. They've got great, great accessories for super inexpensive, but there's easy ways to put the basket next to the fireplace, put a lid on it, and it's full of toys. Nobody needs to see that all the time. right? There just, then you also don't have to have a huge house you know, to be able to have these things compartmentalized and organized because it doesn't feel good. People don't realize that having clutter and having things that you need to do smack you in the face. As soon as you co- turn the corner or come back home, um, if you have the pleasure of leaving, but if you turn the corner and you see 10 things you need to do, you just don't want to be in that space. It so
1: it. draining. Um, draining. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about some renovation techniques that we can do on a dime to Jojo place. Um, you know, what about accent walls with some of the wallpapers that we can get? And I know we're, you know, there's we're past the days of wallpaper paste. I'm sure there is for the pros, but for us, for yeah. like the regular guys and girls, you know, if we w- tell me about an accent wall to begin with, and if we want to paint it or do wallpaper, tell I, me what your thoughts are.
3: I love, I love, I love it. Um, and Kelsey for for renting, you want the removable papers? So oh, that's a thing. There, oh my gosh, is it a thing? There's Ooh. some incredible removable papers. And we call them wall coverings so that we don't scare our um, our current clients now because you say wallpaper, <laughs> grandma. <laughs> wallos, no, there's there's so many fun ones. I know, incredible, uh, right? Who knew? And they will change the entire look of a space. If you choose the feature wall, just say you picked one um, behind a sofa or something that you know is going to be a focal point. Um, and you put the removable, the removable wall coverings that don't damage the wall. Yeah. You you make the space your own. Like there is an entire. So um, I worked on a show, Kev. I worked on a pilot for HGTV, and it was called Rental Remodel. And it was all about rental and what you can do with rentals. And there's so many, so many incredible. What things a great to idea
1: do. for a show, by the way. Like why wasn't I there to fight to make that get fight, that on the air?
3: Fight for me. Such a I great. It. Was
1: that your show, Kelly? It was my idea. We yeah. may have to bring that back. We'll talk really? offline. No, because but yes, because think about I think that in L.A., our uh-huh. rental, our residential rentals are going to go way up because wow. L.A. is still the American and worldwide dream as far as a place to come. So I've yeah. seen more people come in here, but I think commercial real estate is on a pause for offices and things because I think a lot of people don't want to spend all that money on that when the people can work at home. But I think that, uh, and I think with the generations coming up, for better or worse, I don't think that they are as attached to the big house, the second house, the this, the that. No, I think that. I can that tell you
2: we're not. not yeah, well, <laughs> nope. I know from
1: seeing my younger friends, they're like, hey, I just want a nice apartment so I can have a better life experience, so I can go to Europe a couple of weeks a year or backpack or whatever. So there, so I think that there's a bigger market for coming for that show, but let, let's get back into, yeah. When we, you were saying when for, um, for rentals, what we can do yeah. to judge them.
3: There's so many things. I mean, we, we know, you know, you get your agreement and you're not supposed to put holes in the wall and you're not supposed to paint and yeah. you're not supposed to do things. I mean, sometimes you have like major restrictions as I do and you see everything behind me is actually put up with three M Velcro strips. Okay, uh-huh. so I'm the queen of 3M. I think this whole show would be sponsored by 3M. Just throwing it out there. I'm a
1: Velcro man myself.
3: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But the, but the, all of these um, things that you can do that don't damage the wall, so many things you can do. The removable wallpaper is one of them. Um, I've actually put fabric on the wall with um, starch. So you do liquid starch, fabric on the wall, it's incredible. And it peels right off. It dries, peels right off, doesn't pull anything off of it.
1: Okay, so... I mean, are we putting on like a velvet? Like I'm trying to imagine, like, are are we thinking, are we we trying to mirror like a, one of those wallpapers from the forties and fifties that had the kind of velvety feel? What are we going for?
3: You totally could. You could do something um, that had the velvets or something that had a shine to it. You know, generally they're fabrics that have a little Mm. bit of a, a sheen are the best ones to use for that application. But again, the I think the removable wallpapers are so incredible now. Yeah. They have metallic ones. They have metallic touches that they're, they're, they are incredible. You can use decals, appliques that are also removable, um, easy to, to completely judge up a wall. As you say, I
2: love that you use that. Do
3: you
2: have a favorite place that you buy them or Good like, question. or can you just yeah. Google it? Um,
3: Oh God. I do. And, um, a girlfriend of mine had a company here and I will look it up for
0: you. Heck you yeah. Me? Even
1: Amazon, we can put it in the notes. Definitely. I know okay. you can go to Amazon and are there any recommendations in terms of colors and patterns and things like that? Oh, or is it just no. whatever floats your boat?
3: Free for all. Like, okay. because you can imagine if I had put, just picture the scene behind me, right? If I put the velvety, damask looking, say, burgundy to match the chair behind me i would complete a total different vibe and then i could change it in a nanosecond and put mid-century modern something cool or even palm leaves i mean i could change the entire vibe or look or feel of a space in minutes like this is like an hour project right and and change a look that fast and you're not going to have anybody mad at you no you know no uh, owners or rental agents or anybody's gonna have a fit because you haven't done anything. You haven't destroyed the walls. I love the Velcro strips. I hung one of the heaviest mirrors with twelve Velcro strips on the wall. Boom. Um, and I, I, I swear by them. Swear by the them. The
1: only now, so I don't, I don't want to get. The only <laughs> thing is, I've noticed with the Velcro is I want to caution people that uh, when I've used it on sheetrock, it's actually peeled off. Some oh, of the really? sheetrock when I take it off.
3: Everybody be careful.
1: <laughs> yeah. So just be, yeah. So be right. I,
3: up to, up to a certain weight, up to a certain weight um, yeah. You really have to pay attention to the weights. Like, don't be dumb. Right. Yeah. Don't be stupid. About it. You, like you can't, you can't put like a TRX on a, on a Velcro strap. Well, because
1: my thing it. is, but even when I was done with whatever I was hanging and I went to remove the, oh, um, you're
3: talking about, the adhesive uh,
1: Velcro. What? It, yeah, so you just have to be careful. No, but are
3: you using 3M Velcro? No. Are you? Using, oh, Kev. Okay. You have to use. Okay, you have to use. This I is a good
1: note because yeah, this is. I've made yeah, this no, mistake. No, no,
3: no. I I I really honestly I didn't even know about them until one day when I was designing and doing something um, for again HGTV. They sent me a giant bag of products and I was like, oh, what's
2: this?
3: And it's the kind of Velcro that is stuck to the wall with heavy duty um, stick tape. But the tape is where you pull it, you keep pulling, you keep pulling, you keep pulling, you keep pulling. And it literally separates from the wall without leaving any damage on the wall. Whatsoever. Oh,
1: perfect. Okay.
3: It's not just stuck to the wall. Like you peeled it stuck to the wall. It is literally a, a system that does not damage the wall.
1: At perfect. Time. 3M. Right. Okay. Crazy. So then Crazy cool. let's talk about, we're going to, um, we're going to decorate. And I know, we can go to thrift stores and we can go to Ikea and Target. So maybe let's let's start with, and by the way, we probably can upgrade a lot of stuff we get at the thrift stores, right? So what, what do you have for us there?
3: Oh my gosh, so fun. Um, I know if you've seen some of the hacks, they call them that, Ikea yes. hacks. Yes. Or thrift store hacks where people are painting. Um, I've, I have seen the most incredible pieces being created by very, very simple, safe chest of drawers. And people using rubber appliques from like Michael's, you know, put onto the drawers and then, you know, painted over them and aged them. And I was like, that is stunning. That is so beautiful. Like, what? how, why did you do that? In my own uh, show I did a million years ago, I took um, a regular Ikea chest of drawers that was just a raw wood. And I took a um, burning tool, you know, where you literally burn it. Can you hear my dog? She sounds like a Yeti. No. My French. Okay, good. Because she's the French bulldog. Um, I had a regular wood chest of drawers, and I took a burning tool and burnt in a pattern, making it look like a Balinese-type burnt design all the way around the edges. Now you can hear it. Now okay, yeah. you can hear it. It's so cute. <laughs> okay.
1: um, and I know about the appliques, too. And again, if you go to YouTube, you can see I've, a friend. a friend of ours had done this. I think she put on some kind of... Uh, it looked it felt like the peel and stick kind of wallpaper, but she put it on an old desk and made it look like marble.
3: Right. It was incredible. You can, incredible. Okay, let me grab the dog.
1: Grab your baby.
3: Hold on. Let me grab my baby. Yeah, cozy mom.
1: Yeah, that's a big one, Kel, Kels. You know, is what you can do with um furniture. I
2: literally have a whole list of I'm like, I'm going to freaking everywhere now, Kelly. Holy. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm gonna make my room. Snow. I'm gonna send you before and after pictures in my little cute room. Okay. It's gonna be great
3: there are so many things to do i mean obviously reupholstering is an easy one um people do that quite honestly and easily but um yeah i i am a huge fan of paint um i have spray painted so many things i can't even tell you yeah like there's so much of power in a in a high gloss can of spray paint on mm-hmm. on a regular old side table oh my god Add a piece of glass to the top of it, and you've got something incredible. I love using glass on top of tables. Oh, yeah. Can so that photos. you can, that's easy to
1: do too. Glass company makes it, it's not very expensive. I never even thought of that. And you're right. And I think once after you paint it. So when you do spray, do you, uh, how do you, you, you recommend spraying over stripping and rolling? With liquid paint. Yeah, just spray paint. I,
3: I don't have the patience. I am like a one hour, two hour project girl max. I
1: love that. In and out done.
3: Yeah, in and out done. So I love spray painting over any of it. And there's some great paints that stick to plastics. There's some fantastic paints out there. Like don't just think that like the Home Depots and the those stores only have, you know, simple, simple paints. There are paints that will go over high gloss plastics. Like they're fantastic. Yeah i love those and then i love to you can personalize them you can put pictures you can decoupage that means cutting out you know like the flowers and the wallpapers or things you can put things on them put the glass top on it totally change the look of anything you can put glass on anything just look at it your dining room table put glass on it you want to paint it then put a cup, glass piece of glass on top of it and it gives it, a, it an entirely the new look yeah brand new look it looks new it looks contemporary it's got a shiny top when you put something make something shiny it makes it more contemporary no matter what if i took an antique and i put a high gloss paint on it i've instantly made it contemporary if i then now put a glass piece a piece of glass on top which by the way is a very inexpensive thing to do to call a glass guy and say hi yeah. i would like you to measure four of my tables two of my side tables my coffee table and my dining table it's so inexpensive people don't realize it they think it's a big deal and i mean even with detailed edges if you've got something that's old and cut they can make them perfect. Yeah, so I've done so it. Custom.
1: You're yeah. right. It's a game changer. I've only done it to protect the furniture, but I never even thought of it. You're right. It totally um,
3: will elevate look, it. Elevate it. Yeah. Um, yep. Easy, easy. You know,
1: the other thing is for uh, outdoor patios. Um, what I've been seeing, too, are these kind of um, planter boxes that have fake um not shrubs but uh trees or not trees but they're you know you see them in a lot of spas and i don't know in la we have to we we use them to in parking lots to kind of make a restaurant look better but you know the ones i'm talking about kelly
3: yep they create a screen sort of room divider esque type yeah yeah Yeah. they've got bamboo or, or fake ficus or whatever to separate the spaces i mean here it's a big thing too, because most people being in this big city, right? It's a lot of balconies and a lot of terraces. So that we've got spaces that are outdoors that you have neighbors, like this is city living, right? And so people want to priv- make privacy spaces. So there's a lot of screens that you can buy to, to make it look like it's green, but also to create some privacy. Um, it's an easy way to carve out a little bit of space in that outdoor space. If you have one um, to make it look more, more I don't know, lush, again, to have that biophilic design, to be able to see something green is really important. Um, And depending on where you live, obviously, and what your view is, if you have the luxury of having a view or a terrace, I highly encourage you, especially you too, with that big old terrace that you just have that you've built, to put some green on it. Yeah, put some green on it. Yeah, we need it.
1: We do need it up
3: there. Game changer. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Get some green out there. Because you already have a really nice green space to look at. But it's so nice to have that, even if you just put a small bistro table chairs or some lounger chairs and some green, even if they're potted plants. But, you know, get your, um, I don't know, geraniums out there, pull a little bit of Europe into your outdoor space. But, you know, whatever makes you feel good. Um, I, I noticed that with clients and, you know, we talked about the hotel. But it's also sort of getting the feeling of being on vacation. So I had friends, friends and clients as they turn in, um, who loved Hawaii. So we put some bird of paradise. We put some. We put plants that spoke to their Hawaiian experience, Mm. whether it be the hibiscus or whatever, because it just made them smile. And it was really not that big a deal, you know. It was just so so simple, or if you know whatever it is, if you can find something like the geraniums here. People have on their balconies everywhere these beautiful geraniums, and it's just it makes a difference. It does,
1: I know, because even when I come in the studio, and we have the lemons and the vines, and then even above me, I don't know, Kelsey, they can see it in the shot, but we have these flower boxes um, that have uh, all sorts of fake flowers that are pouring out. Kelly, this was incredibly helpful. Um, Congratulations on your new life um you. your reset it sounds like it's going yeah. amazing i think um you gave um the better together heel squad much to ponder and much helpful information and uh looks like i'm gonna have to go to kelsey's apartment now unfortunately and put all the um, stuff in action.
2: Unfortunately <laughs> kelly i have a whole <laughs> to, i have a whole kevin to-do <laughs> to list
1: <laughs> yeah so or, you
3: know what you and we want to see the pictures so we want to see
1: that's
2: right deal Love
3: it, love and, it.
1: And Kelly, one more time. Where do we? Where's the best way we can find you and 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 see your stuff and reach out to you?
3: Please, uh, yeah. Just you can reach out to me at kellyellis.com. ellis.com. Um, my email, everything is there. Uh, or if you want to say hi on Instagram, it's designer Kelly Ellis on Instagram, and those. Are the, I'm active on most of those things, but I'm always happy to answer questions or say hello or talk about living abroad or trauma informed design or design psychology or any of those things. I'm I I love it. So So much
1: fun. Great. Keep up the good work, Kelly. And you know, we will remain in touch. Um, and again, thank you again.
3: I I appreciate it. You guys have a good one.
2: Thank you.
1: Well, Kelsey Alexander Meyer.
2: Wow. Wow. I wasn't expecting any of that. I didn't even know what I was coming into today. I was like, this is going to be cool. She's amazing. She is special. I'm like, okay, she solidified that I'm moving to Barcelona. Done. Done. I'm now going to get removable wallpaper. Done. Done. Honestly, she really fixed my light situation because I struggle with it daily. Your
1: makeup lighting. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. I mean,
2: everything. I'm like, I yeah. can't even see half my stuff. No.
1: Yeah. This will And then great. I have
2: all these janky, like, floor lights everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. It's not and, cute. And
1: I think even how to get rid of a lot of stuff because it's been a problem for you. Correct. And the process in which to do that.
2: Yeah. I love her. She's awesome.
1: Very exciting! Great energy. You guys, um, please uh, keep liv- leaving us your um, five star reviews and uh, comments on um, Apple Podcasts. Every bit helps, and uh, we read all your comments as well on YouTube. And um, yeah, we just we're gonna keep coming in and out this summer. You know, just trying to stay in the game while we're making our own life transitions like many of you are. Um, but, uh, yeah, else, anything else that I've left out?
2: I think you nailed it, Kev. I think if you guys like this episode, share it with a friend. I really think that, um, everyone can benefit from yeah. one of these two episodes or I, any episode you've loved
1: yeah well I think you're right because uh, living at home is, uh, or working from home is so much more important now and then I think the fact that she kind of uh, operates to help people who um, are, have been traumatized or feel trauma or feel stress or feel anxiety um, yeah I think there's a lot of helpful information for all ages
2: agreed
1: so good stuff Okay, you guys. Well, Kelsey, until then, what?
2: Oh my gosh, I have to do it again? Here we go. All right, you guys. Be nice people, make good choices, and be present.
1: Why not?
0: Hey, Heal Squad. We have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show